You're listening to Theological Sidebar, where I, your host, will take you through a beautiful discussion of things that are interesting that come from the biblical text and the crazy world around us. Buckle your seatbelt. Here we go. Hit that subscribe button. Check out our YouTube channel. Um, I think that's about it. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? It's been a little while since we've talked. It's probably been about two weeks. I feel like I've been just buried under stuff going on. So, nah, it's just been busy, you know? So, part of that is you're back in the swing of things, teaching again. So, my schedule's kind of all over. You know, we've hired a new staff member, kind of doing that, meeting with guys. So, but here I am today to hang with you. So, um, here's a video that I've been wanting to make and had not really had a chance to do it, uh, but it actually kind of relates to something about three weeks back. Uh, and it comes from the passage that we took on. Uh, and I want you to r- read it with me. Uh, it's going to deal with the idea of judging in the church. So um, notice in here, do not judge so that you won't be judged for you will be judged by the same standard with you uh, w- with which you judge others and you'll be measured by the same measure you use. Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? Uh, how can you say to your brother, let me take the splinter out of your uh, eye and And look, there's a beam of wood in your own eye. Hypocrite, first take the beam of wood out of your eye. Take, and then you'll be able to see clearly to take the splinter out of your brother's eye. Don't give what is holy to dogs or toss your pearls before pigs or they will trample them under their feet and tear you to pieces. Okay, so that is uh, what I'm thinking about, what I'd want to look at with you guys. Um, Here's the deal. What is probably kind of misunderstood in this passage um, is, you know, the point that Jesus is making in Matthew 7 in those first six verses uh, is that how we are to relate to each other um, is we're not to be judgmental people. And I take that word judge, I mean, it has a, a wide range of meaning, uh, but that word is to, uh, you know, talk about, you know, how are we treating each other? How are we look? Are we looking down on each other? Um, those are big, big things to think about. Um, now, here is the place and here's the rub. Right, because in context, biblically, how we judge is um, is important. You know, Jesus tells us not to be judgmental people, uh, and so there there is that place. Now, there is a place for us to to make sure that we judge what we see. Right, we are to make judgments based on what does the Bible say and what you know what we're actually looking at right there's going to be a place where you're going to have to take a stand and say I will not do this because this is what the bible says um and so I'm judging that right because today when we talk about judging typically what we mean is you know don't ever condemn or tell me that I'm wrong or that I'm doing something wrong. You're judgmental if you do that. And that's not what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is talking about just the attitude that I have of like, I'm confronting you. I'm going to tell you that you're wrong uh, on this. But to take a stand and to say, um, no, that's not right. um, That's not judgmental. Um, I think the way that you approach someone could be judgmental. And that's, we need to remind ourselves that, right? I can take a biblical stance on something and I tell you what the Bible says. And I, I need to be reminded, I'm not the one judging you. The Bible is, you know, some of the guys I really enjoy uh, listening to for evangelism uh, are guys uh, called uh, way of the master. And you'll see, um, 
That's Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron. And when they go out and they'll explain the Ten Commandments to people, some people think, you know, when I first saw them, I was kind of like, I don't know what I think about these guys. Um, but when they just take the Ten Commandments and they bring it to you, uh, people are kind of rubbed the wrong way. But one of the things they say is, look, I'm not judging you. This is the Word of God saying this. <clears throat> and you're the one affirming, Right that you do these things and the Bible says these things. And so I think there's a way to do this in which you say, here's what the word of God says. Now, there's another verse that we didn't deal with um, really in context a couple weeks back that I felt like we should have been talking about. I just didn't have the time to do that in the sermon. And that's the idea of when is there a time to judge others? <clears throat> and, and we need to be mindful that with lost people, people who don't follow Jesus, uh, we got to be very careful with them because they don't know. They don't know the Bible. They're not expected. They're not following, right? <clears throat> there is a place, though, for us, uh, and it does have to deal with when are we going to deal with people who claim to be Christians and now don't follow the Lord. And we are called to judge that and to call that out. So we give you this passage. It comes from 1 Corinthians 5. And he says, I, I wrote you in a letter. And right prior to this, Paul is hammering the fact that the church is celebrating immorality. Uh, probably would write many letters like that to the American church today. And he wrote, I wrote to you in a letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. I didn't mean the immoral people of this world or the greedy or the swindlers or the idolaters. Otherwise, you'd have to leave the world. I love that, right? Is right there. He's saying, you know, I, I didn't tell you don't hang out with lost people because you'd have to, because you'd have to just take yourself out of the entire world. Uh, but he's saying, I actually wrote you not to associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister and is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater, verbally abusive, a drunkard, or a swindler, don't even eat with such a person. For what business is it of mine to judge outsiders? And that's the key there, folks. What business is it of mine to judge outsiders? God judges the outsiders. Remove the evil person from among you. And I think that's a good frame of reference for you and I, right? Which is, really, if, if I'm going to err on the side of being judging... I'm called to do it, but I'm called to do it within the context of my church. Now that's for you, Christian. I think you need to really think this through because we are called to deal with this stuff. Um, it's called church discipline. If you were to read Matthew 18, Jesus lays out how we deal with sin in the church. And that's on all of us, by the way. That's not for me as pastor of Royal Palms to find every person who's all sinning and try to point that out to them. Hopefully the word of God will do that as we preach and as we teach it. Uh, but when it comes to like confronting and really pointing things out, like what we're seeing here is Jesus says, you know, take the splinter out. One of the things he just reminded you is deal with your own sin, take care of that. And then you need to probably hit the stuff that you see. But really, the big parts we got to deal with in the church is when we see people who claim to be Christians, who claim to believe as we do, and yet don't. Um, and when it's connected to us, if you look at Matthew 18, it's, it starts with you and I, right? So in my circle of people, if I know about it, I can't just sit back as a Christian and pretend that that's okay. If you're living in sin and I know about it, and my I have that relationship with you, um, I am not allowed to just say, well, you know, that's them. Because if you claim to be a Christian, then, and I have that relationship with you, I'm doing you a disservice by not trying to call you back out of that. Do you understand? Um, th that's a key thing for us. And I think we've lost it too. I know, I know a lot of churches, we, we don't do this, um, but we're called to. And I do think that makes for a healthier church when the body of believers 
are together trying to call each other to holiness. And we're not doing it from a judgmental standpoint. We're not doing to get, you know, to get score points. Uh, we're doing it because the point is we want people to repent. We want people to to uh, to be reconciled. We're not doing it to whack them for the sake of whacking them. We want them to be reconciled. And so um, think that one through. And, uh, and, and then, you know, think about too, how, how do you want this to be approached in your life? How, how would you want, I mean, you think about this too, think about if, if you had a, a wayward child in another, another state, in another church somewhere, and they're living the way they are, and yet they still are in the church, you would hope that God would send someone to help kind of pull them out of that, right? That you wouldn't be the only voice at that family table or on the phone call or whatnot, but that you would, God would hopefully use others. And we are the others for all the others that Christ has brought to our area, right? That we are as brothers and sisters called to, to sharpen each other, to love each other, to try to call each other out of darkness and into light to say, if you claim to be a Christian, we need to fix that, right? We need to, we need to make sure that we're living according to his standard. <clears throat> that being said, for the, the, the average person who just walks into a church building, we don't know anything about them. We don't know if they've claimed Christ or not. Um, we have no business in that. For somebody who refuses to accept Christ, um, I, I, I can't look at them in the same way. I can't hold them to the same standard in which I would. I know there are a lot of anger that you might see where you'd be frustrated with somebody who doesn't hold the same position as you or, or hold the same values. Um, but we also need to recognize that when we're dealing with people who don't follow Jesus, they don't have the same standards. They don't have the same, um, you know, conviction that we do. But if you call yourself a believer, you are called to a higher standard, a higher conviction and that's where God wants to use the church to iron those things out. So I hope that's helpful. I hope you've thought about that a little bit more. I hope that you would read Matthew 18 and you would begin to look in your own life and in your own circles. I hope that in a small group Bible study, maybe you belong to is that that stuff takes place, um, that you guys are there to kind of not only learn God's word, but to try to be people who, if something were to happen to you or something happened to them, that you would try to call them back to what God wants from his people. He says, be holy for I am holy. So take that, keep all those words in mind. Remember, it's a tricky process to do this. And, and Jesus talked about plucking that log out of your eye, which is be prayerful, be mindful. If you don't do this, just guns a blazing, but you better be prayed up um, and looking at your own life first uh, before you're able to even get to that point. All right. But Hope that's helpful for you guys. And uh, like I said, if one of you make that, I'll try to make another one even sooner um, so we can get back at it. All right, we'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye.